Hello and welcome everyone to episode 53 of the JRPG Report podcast. My name is James Fisher. We want to welcome in all you guys to the podcast. I want to take a special shout out to those of you who have uh, liked and are now following me on YouTube. We're trying to do some live streams out that way, different video content and uh, and much more. So if you haven't got a chance, I you're already listening to this podcast, so just go on over to JRPG Report. There's a whole channel there on YouTube with some of my past videos, and we're working on some new stuff all the time. So uh, give us a like and a subscribe for new stuff. I would really appreciate it. But on to the podcast. We we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about, but uh, we've got a few news stories, and uh, I want to do my part to pub up the upcoming re-release HD edition of Trails of Cold Steel Legend of Heroes. We'll have that at the end. But uh, first, uh, as of uh, as you're listening to this, it'll be live and out. There is now the Dissidia Final Fantasy NT edition is now free to play. That's on uh, PS4 and PC via Steam. Um, now, you only have a rotation of four characters to play with. You do have the option of buying additional characters or weapons or, you know, just the game outright. But this is a it is a full version of of that game that you can play for free. Um, of course, if you want to play online on PlayStation 4, you do need uh, PS Plus. But kind of a full, a cool idea. I, it's certainly not something that I really want to get into. Not really my cup of tea. But the mere fact that they have um, released such an edition is is a pretty cool gesture. I mean, there's nothing wrong with free, right? <laughs> you can't hurt anybody. A uh, a new game that we've not talked about before. And uh, it is coming to the Switch and PC this summer. is a turn-based RPG called Mistover. Uh, if you are attending or uh, be looking out for some footage from PAX East, you will see it in action. Um, looks like a pretty cool game. It, it definitely, from an artistic style, it definitely looks like uh, Battle Chasers. But maybe um, a menu system, a little more represent of like a Persona Five, um, with the with a you know that two D look to it. Your party is on the left, monsters on the right. Um, has a very very cool look. Um, don't really know a ton about it, but uh, something that we're going to be keeping an eye on is definitely a. Uh, has my interest. It says it contains 40 hours of expeditions and five distinct reasons. Turn-based RPG with a twist. It can change based on your actions that the maps are always changing. Practice different strategies in order to survive. You can build an invincible core by combining and strategizing with eight different core classes. The, uh, and it's talking about the mist of the vortex. It affects and influences everything that happens in the game. So we're looking forward to that one. Um, like I said, it's coming out uh, this summer in PAX East in Boston from March 29th to 31st. We'll have 
um, a playable version. So I anticipate to see some gameplay come out um, after that wraps up. <clears throat> we talked about Nino Kuni 2, uh, the second DLC to come out for the, ta- the Tale of the Timeless Tome. And uh, we got a whole trailer to kind of dissect what's going on with that. That is coming out on March the 19th. And I will just uh, read you what is exactly going on. Actually, let's let's go to this. Um, they broke it down pretty well. So you've got character episodes that dive into each character's past. Um, we kind of knew that was was going on. There's some really cool stuff. Now this, I like this idea. There are now called high higgledies and they basically look like souped up battle ready versions of your regularly, uh, regular higgledies. Um, they are said to be reliable partners in battle. They will fight alongside you as reassuring allies. Very cool. The new martial methods, the wizard's companion and Martha's method. I think we spoke briefly about those before. Um, there are new enemies. They're called the Nightmares. There are villainous new enemies feared even by the Conductor. They are not only dreadful in appearance, as their name implies, but their strength is also Nightmare level. And so going along with that, there is the Nightmare Lord. He's a troublesome enemy that storms the field and uses dreadful magic. It's important to dodge his heavy attack and get in attack when you can. There's the Nightmare Crow. Oh, that's just... That's evil looking. He is uh, has ranged attacks, and this enemy is not easy to defeat. When it enters rage mode, it angers out of control. We talked about the new battle arena, the uh, Sloss, the Solosium Slog. <laughs> it's a battle arena with randomly generated battles set against the clock. A series of high difficulty battles await, depending on your rank, which is determined by your clear time. You can receive prizes for one of five classes there's new equipment it says there's over 100 types of new uh weapons to uh to discover and uh point number seven asks what are the conductor's expectations he appears in evan's dreams and what are his his intentions so yeah it was pretty cool to get a little more detail on you know like i said there isn't a uh a video for that. If you check out the JRPG report, uh, YouTube page, um, let's say tomorrow, <laughs> don't whatever day you're listening to it today, check it out tomorrow. And I will try to have that up for you guys and some commentary about what we are looking at. So cool stuff there for sure. Like I said before, I'm not wanting to just jump, right back into it but it is something that i am curious about um maybe you know a day that there's a lull and want to go back into it as as we remember i wasn't super impressed with it to begin with so it's not one of those games i want to jump back into i guess kind of like final fantasy 15 i wasn't totally in love with that game and and did not play the subsequent dlc that comes out with it this is kind of the same idea. Anyway, on to our next story. Um, I do have a video for this one over on the YouTube page. This is the Oscillator uh, Lalula um, Collector's Edition. 
So here's what you're getting, and you can order this uh, for $99.99 from the NIS America online store. Of course, you get a copy of the game for PS4 or the Switch. You choose whatever version you want. You get the hardcover Lua and the Alchemist of Arlen Memorial Art Book. The official Sound Archive soundtrack. I believe there's 22 tracks to that, if I'm not mistaken. You get a pretty decent-sized cloth poster of Lula on there. Um, you get two acrylic keychains, one of Lula and one, I believe, of her mom, Marona. And you get the Collector's Edition box, which is a pretty decent size to it. Of course, the game is due out for PS4 and Switch March 20th in Japan. PS4, Switch, and PC March 21st in North America. And I'm sorry, I was... <laughs> It's in March for Japan. We get it on May 21st in North America, May 24th in Europe. So that's a pretty cool, I'd say it's a fairly decent value for it. You're talking 40 bucks for all that extra. So not not too shabby, really. Um, This is just for the Japanese collector's edition, but we did get the Fire Emblem 3 house. Um, collector's limited edition details. Nothing, you know, this we have seen plenty of times in the past that Japan's version of collector's editions are different from America's. Um, but this may give you a kind of idea what to look forward to. Of course, you get the game, you get the uh, the Fodlin Air art book, which is 128 pages of illustrations, you get the Three Houses sound selection. And that is 33 tracks featuring background music from the game. You get the Switch card case steelbook. Very cool looking artwork to that um, by Kazuma Kuda. And it all comes in a, um, a big box. Comes out for the Switch Worldwide on July 26th. So I anticipate we will see ours... Uh, here fairly soon. It's a it's a very good size box and it's a very nice package. So I hope that we get something um, similar to that when it finally does come out. Xbox One owners that we're looking forward to RPG Maker MV. Well, you're going to get it for another system that has actually been canceled for the Xbox One version. Now PS4 and Switch are still coming out. Um, Set no definitive release date, but there is uh, it is supposed to come out sometime in 2019. Originally, this game was uh, delayed, and uh, this delay only kind of makes things go a lot further. There was really no, it just said for various circumstances, and I believe interest would probably be one of those. It just doesn't seem like something that's really. the market for switch owners, but it's sad news. If you were looking forward to it and that's all that you own, that is uh, that kind of stinks. We are getting the Alliance alive HD remaster coming to the West this fall. It will be released to North America and Europe, both physically and digitally for PS4 and switch and PC via steam. Alongside its Japanese release this fall, publisher NIS America announced. There will be an Awakening Edition, which includes a copy of the game, the nine Night Ravens cutout paper dolls, 
Um, you get the art book, soundtrack CD, and collector's box. That collector's edition is going for sixty four ninety nine. So if you guys have played that one before, or if you're looking forward to this one, I never got to play it the first time, so pretty um, pretty happy about this game coming out in a uh, new shiny edition, and maybe the, this fall I'll get a chance to uh, to pick it up. Those of you guys playing God Eater 3, there is a uh, update coming out 1.20 that will be out March the 15th. You are getting new Aragami, a certification mission, new skin tones for your character, password protection for your assault missions, new NPC costumes, new hairstyles, and accessories, and balance updates. So if you've been enjoying that one and you're like, hey, this, is, this isn't this is right. So maybe this update will address that. And as far as I know, that is all all free. So that is definitely cool stuff. A game I've not got a chance to play yet uh, for mobile or tablet is the uh, another Eden, the Cat Beyond Time and Space. I, <laughs> it's funny... I actually we picked up a uh, an old iPad Air refurbished off of Amazon for our for our daughter to play to save our phones a little bit, and uh, it was also my intention to download a couple of games like this one and uh, get to play it. And it doesn't leave her hands for very long, and certainly not long enough for me to play a game. But I almost downloaded it last night, and I was actually reading some of the reviews, and it and while um. If you look on the iTunes store, this has a 4.9 average review rate. But then when you kind of dive into it a little bit, there, there are some some reviews that seems like the ones that were just automatic five stars hadn't played it for very long. And like mo- most mobile games, it does have limitations the longer that you play it. Um, it's a free game, so they've got to make money somehow. <clears throat> I believe... Some people have this expectations that because it's a free game that you should never, ever have to pay anything for it. And in my opinion, if you're enjoying a game and you've gotten a good value out of it and you want to play it more, then you should support the developers at least a little bit. Now, what some of the things I was reading was the currency is a little out of whack for what you uh, for what you're buying, but Visually, the game looks super impressive. It is something that I want to definitely check out. But anyway, the reason why I'm talking about it is that um, they claim that they have topped the 1 million download mark in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and Asia. Version 1.1.5 is now available, which is really not bad. The game has been out for uh, just a little bit over a month and a half. And uh, I believe those... uh, to celebrate the milestone, they said that users who log in between March the 13th and the 19th can receive a 50 Chronos stores, 50 Chronos stones each day. I believe those are very, very valuable things. So if you haven't already checked it out, you can uh, do that and uh, get some Chronos stones each day. And this one just broke today. The Persona Q2 New Sim and Labyrinth story trailer came out. And, um, uh, it's, uh, pretty cool. I, like, I'm still on the fence about 
about this series in general on the 3DS. It's hard enough to play games on that console, to be quite honest. But this one would certainly be uh, one that I would like to take a take a chance at. Of course, it has uh, it basically centers around Joker and the cast from Persona Five, but you've also got everybody from three and four, including the heroine from the PSP portable version of Persona Three. Um, kind of a cool looking, cool looking game. It is, uh, of course it came out last November in Japan, due out in the Americas and Europe on June 4th. So Persona fans have something to look forward to on their portable little system come, uh, come June. I guess it's a little surprising that they are still making 3DS games. Why they wouldn't polish this one up and put it out on the Switch, I'm not quite sure of. That would have been that would have been nice. It would have made me a little bit more excited about this title. Let's let's put it that way. But it is uh, there's a huge huge installed base for 3ds, so I can't argue with them against uh, against putting out this title. Just maybe down the road we'll get maybe one and two on the on a switch version. That's that's my hope anyway. The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel HD remake will be here March the 26th. I just want to talk about the top reasons why I'm looking forward to and why you should be looking forward to this great game. Trails of Cold Steel is is not the first in the Trails of series of games, but it might be the one that you know the best it was how i got introduced to this series and just let me say you don't have to have played the other ones in order to play this one <clears throat> yes you do have to play one and two in order to play part three coming out this fall but you you would gain from a play the other ones for sure but don't feel like you had to have played um, the other titles in the uh, the Trails of the Sky or the Crossbell series. You are going to fall in love with this game like I have. The first time I played it on PS3 or when I played it the second time on Vita. And now I'm going to play it a third time. So here's some of the things that I just want you guys to to know that, you know, not only is this an HD remake, but there are um, some bonuses coming along with it as well. <clears throat> You do now have the option to play with the Japanese voices instead of the English voices. If you choose to play in English, there's been approximately 50% more added English voiceovers. That's a big deal because, especially when I was playing on the Vita, it seemed like in particular, there was a big lack of voice acting. It was more inconsistent, I guess, than anything else. Things that you would think would be voice acted were not. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more voice acting um, in this one. Now, that's not it. There is um, there is that fast forward option for you guys that want to just speed through it. Uh, you get the soundtrack with 21 songs. You get the 50 Mira Collector's Coin Edition. You get the awesome Steelbook Case. Um, that's certainly something to look forward to. It does have a cross save as well. So 
if you upload your save from either Vita or PS3 to the cloud, you can pick up right where you guys left off at. I believe all the DLC is going to be available from the start as well, kind of like they did with Tales of Vesperia with all the costumes um, available. So you're... I wasn't thrilled about the price point at forty nine ninety nine when it came out, but you are getting quite a bit for it, and you're getting a great turn-based game. And that is where I feel that this game shines the brightest. They've really managed to make a turn-based battle system that is inspired by other ones, but very unique. Um, you do have the ability to move on the battlefield. You have um, your regular attacks. Just attack, you know, one-on-one enemies for the most part. But your special attacks, all your magic, um, all your moves, they all um, either have a radius circle attack to them or a line attack to them or all it is there is a fair amount of uh, strategic thinking that goes into this battle system it's not just you know hack and slash away you can catch enemies off balance and use link attacks there's all out attacks there's it's a very um satisfyingly deep battle system that I think once you guys get into, you're really going to appreciate. Um, one of the best things about that battle system is the uh, Arcus units that each character has. So think of it a little bit like Materia from Final Fantasy VII. Each character has basically um, one master element that goes into it. And then supporting elements. So your master one kind of sets the table for what you want that character to develop as. And then let's say they have like seven smaller ones that you open up through the course of the game. You level these things up. So you can't just equip a ton (laughs) of uh, special abilities and spells to each character. You really got to think about how you want to develop that character. What its strengths are what its weaknesses are that you want to, you know, account for as well as your magic users. You can't just load them up with the strongest spells or, or healing abilities. You really got to think about what you're going to do with these units. And it's very satisfying because it's not overwhelming at all. It's, it's at a number that's very accessible. I really, I really enjoy that. Outside the battle system, you have this whole nother uh, aspect to it. It's, it's going to be compared to Persona Five, you know, the Persona series in terms of uh, the school setting and uh, the social links, and but it's, it's also different because you only have a certain amount of bonding points to do on your days off. You still have tasks to do. But you can't, um, let's say you, you've got two bonding points to spend on the day, but there's five or six different characters that you could spend them with. So you choose which stories you want to develop more. And when you do that, you also increase your link levels, which are 
open up new special attacks and uh and the like so you definitely want to think about where you're going to spend those points at and whose stories you want to develop more um the story you know is kind of a military theme it's definitely a war a world at war um and these these young kids are at a military academy kind of grooming themselves to become officers and and fighters in this war to come so you've you've got this very you can feel it's it's small at first you're kind of just a kid at school but then you kind of see there's a big world out there and it's it's complicated and you're going to have a role to play in it the characters are are very well done and yes you get to know them on a day-to-day basis but the, what this story does really brilliantly is once a month you go on a field trip and usually you're going to go to the hometown of somebody that's in your in your party and so you learn so much more about that character just by these school trips uh, even though it's a little odd to be sending teenagers on on random train trips you know by themselves across the country each month uh, you kind of just got to look past that. It is a little humorous. Um, what I guess it's just the uh, the the sum of the whole makes this game really stand out. And you can get into it now. Part two comes out in May. Part three comes out this fall. I think it's a series that if you've not played it, you're really gonna you're really gonna enjoy it. And and the best analogy I can make with it is this this team not how Falcom they've been doing this for a while now um these are this is not their first game think about it this way did anybody know who atlas was before persona 1 or, or even when persona 1 and persona 2 came out on the PlayStation nobody knew who they were nobody played those games but they were refining their craft. They were getting better. So by the time Persona 3 came out, a few more people like myself took notice. By the time Persona 4 came out, they made a masterpiece. And now everybody knows who Alice is. And I feel like Nihon Falcon is taking that exact same route to where they've made a bunch of games. They're now remastering these games. Um, I mean, part three and part four are already out in Japan, or four is coming out soon. So the West is just getting ready to really explode and get onto this new JRPG maker. And uh, I really hope that you guys get on board with it too. If you're at all weary about it and really want to see what it's like, I'm going to get this thing first day. Check out my YouTube channel. I'll be live streaming it, so you'll have a chance to check it out. I'm sure I won't be the only one, but um, I'm going to have all those videos up for you guys to, to check out as well. So I invite you to to do the same. Well, that's about all I got to talk about this week. We'll maybe have a few more things um, next week. And uh, let me know what you think about, about the podcast, about the uh, YouTube page. Uh, head on over to the Facebook JRPG Report page and drop us a line. Let us know how things are going. But 
that'll do it for episode 53. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, guys, get back out there and level up.